This week on the show, our pop culture references, we talk about the game Here to Sly and Fortune Cookies. It's the last week of December 2021, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Linnea, and I'm joined with my two people, Brian. Hello. And Evan. I am a person. And, yeah, we should start with our pop culture references. I agree. My pop culture reference for this week is that the final episode of Hawkeye has aired, which means the entire series is out and able to be watched on Disney+. Plus. So expect a review of that sometime when Linnea finally decides to watch it. Yeah, Linnea, you gotta watch it. Okay. Evan and I are both finished with it, so we need to talk about it. My pop culture reference this week is... Once again, NFTs. Do you remember when I talked about those before? Yes. Mm-hmm. They've kind of expanded now, and I don't know if you guys have been following this, but everyone wants in on the NFT action. So lately, a lot of these game companies have been trying to sell NFTs, or non-fungible tokens, for items that are exclusive to their game. So you spend money, you buy an exclusive item, and only you own it, and you get access to it, but no one else does. And what I like is that luckily this has been backfiring on companies because a lot of people do not like these things, uh, NFTs, because like cryptocurrency, they're very electric intensive, meaning that you have to have servers running constantly to support these things. So they're not very environmentally friendly. And I think a lot of people are really rebelling against these things. And companies are finding out the hard way that if you do this, the people who are buying your games and playing your games are going to turn against you very quickly. A while ago, there was a major controversy on Roblox about an NFT about a game being sold. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm kind of happy about that because I think it's so not environmentally friendly and I'm glad that the end users are standing up and saying, no, we don't want this stuff and we're not going to support you if you do it. So that's my pop culture news of the week. My news of the week is that there's a new show out on HBO that's called Station Eleven and uh, it was based on a book and I haven't read the book but mom has so I've been watching it with mom and so far it's really good. And it's about like a post-apocalyptic world where there's a pandemic, but and now and there's like a bunch of flashbacks and flash forwards. It's kind of weird because in this world there's not a lot of violence. It's like just about a group of people who go around in this apocalyptic world and like perform Shakespeare plays. And does it make you want to read the book? Yeah. What age range do you think this is for? I don't know. Probably more mature audiences. So your age and above, or, yeah. or what? Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay, so now we can move on to our main topic, which is the game Here to Slay. Here to Slay is a strategic role-playing fantasy card game from the creators of Unstable Unicorns. In this game, each player assembles a party of heroes to slay dangerous monsters while working to avoid the sabotage of your enemies. You work to equip items to your heroes, harness powerful magic, and use role modifiers to tip the odds in your favor. You can win by being the first player to slay three monsters, or you can win by assembling a full party of heroes with six different classes. It says that a typical game takes around 30 to 60 minutes, but each of the times we've played it, it's only lasted 10 to 15 minutes. 
Yeah, arguments are really quick. And I think as Evan, or maybe you, Linnea, pointed out, it's probably because there was only three of us. Yeah. Imagine if you had more That's players. That's what Linnea said. <laughs> yeah, it'd probably take longer. It was pretty quick. So this game includes one main deck of 115 standard-sized cards, six party leader cards, 15 monster cards, and six rules references cards, and two six-sided dice. So yeah, this was a Christmas present that Linnea got. Yeah. And we've... We've only played it twice, but we thought, oh, let's just review it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So this is our initial impressions after playing the game twice. <laughs> yeah. uh, my initial pre- impression is that the rules really need to be written much more clearly. Yeah. I felt that... The, the rules go super into detail on some things and then completely gloss over other things. For example, it simply just says deal out cards. And there's this graphic that shows the cards in front of you. And so we were just putting the cards in front of us. And, you know, you're actually supposed to hold them in your hand and not show other people. So that was really confusing. Yeah. On the dice that are included. There's a really weird symbol. There's a really weird symbol. But it doesn't say, it doesn't mention that anywhere in the instructions. Yeah. So there's there's this weird symbol that looks like a unicorn horn, which I guess the name of the, the publishing company is what, unicorn something? Yeah. And so I had to Google that, and what I like about all the things I found after I Googled it is that, well, obviously, it's a one. Well, is it obviously? <laughs> I didn't think it was obviously a one. It was just a strange symbol. So, I don't know. I felt that could have been clearer. Why would you make a strange symbol when you can just make a one like a normal dice? It seems easier. I guess they're just promoting their company. <laughs> so, yeah. So I found the rules... A bit, I, I don't know, I think they need to be reworked or rewritten mm. for clarity. At least for me, I, I found it kind of strange yeah, reading I them. wish there were like more graphic images, because all of the words on the instructions are basically just said on the cards themselves. Another thing I found is that most games these days, when you read the rules, they, they have sort of a sample game and they walk you through it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, here... Here, this person has some cards, and this person has some cards, and they you know, so they kind of step you through the game, like like the game we did recently, um, where we reviewed Azul. Yeah, they had a they had sort of a sample game where they were showing how it worked. This doesn't have that, so you kind of have to trial by fire, play it, and sort of infer things, like like we did. We had already started the game and then realized, oh, you're supposed to not have your hand out in front of you. You're supposed to hold it. Yeah. Which wasn't said anywhere. You know, maybe it's maybe it's obvious to someone else, but it wasn't to us. They're just very unclear about a lot of stuff. That being said, though, uh, I do like the game. I, I think it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a good game. But <laughs> the rules make it very hard to learn off the bat. So what do we think about the actual gameplay of itself? I really like it. I like how they included two different ways to win the game. Mm-hmm. Not we played just it. We played it twice, and each time we won from one of the different ways. So <laughs> I was I worded that kind of weirdly, but one time we won because somebody slayed three monsters, and the other time we won because someone had a party of heroes, and each hero was a different class. Yeah, I could see how when you have multiple people, how that that second way would take longer. Well, I suppose the first way too, because if everyone's trying to slay monsters, you're only gonna get one each time so we you know we had multiple turns really quickly because there's only three of us if you had what was it up to six people right yeah yeah so if you had six people i could see how it would take longer Mm -hmm. and i think evan learned not to tip your hand right not to tell (laughs) people what you're doing i mean i 
it was because of the rules. I I wanted to know if the party leader was included in one one of the six different classes that you need to win because each of the party leaders are a different class. And I asked all of you guys, but then you <laughs> told me like, "Evan, what the heck? You're so not smart. You need to like figure <laughs> out say this that. stuff yourself." We said, oh, telling us. we didn't say that. That's basically what you said. Your question was good because we didn't know if yeah. if you needed, if your hero counted as part of the yeah, party. Yeah, but then you laughed at but, me about it because then, I wanted to know the answer to then, a question. But then because you tipped me off, I was able to stop you from winning. It's like if you're playing Boggle and, and like while you're playing, you ask, hey, is like unicorn a word? <laughs> That's okay. It was our first time, so. I know, so after only playing a few times, do you have a favorite hero? My favorite hero is the ninja cat. And why is that? Uh, well, my favorite party leader is the ninja cat. Or, yeah, party ninjas leader. are cool. <laughs> so that's the shadow claw. That's the one you were playing with? Yeah. And your special ability was once per turn, you can spend an action point to pull a card from another player's hand. And you, mm-hmm. you did that once, right? You did yeah. that to me. The first time we played, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I chose... I played... The Divine Arrow, which each time I attacked a monster, it gave me a plus one to my roll. I thought that would be pretty useful, and I think it was. Although, when I did roll to attack monsters, I tended to roll high, so so that helped me. Mm-hmm. How about you, Evan? Did you have a... Did You, you played two different parties. No, leaders, I only right? played one. Oh, you only played one. Okay. I played the Charismatic Song both times just because he looks cool. The Charismatic Song. Yeah, it's the Bard leader. And what was your special ability? Each time I roll to use a hero card effect, plus one to my roll. Okay. Mm-hmm. That brought up something. Another thing I found weird about this game, so when you slay a monster, the monster has special abilities that then you get to use. So the first monster I had said that anytime someone drew a, a special modifier card, you know, I got to draw a card too. But that seems really odd because then... If people are drawing cards and you're not supposed to know what they are, like how would you know when someone draws a modifier card? Are you supposed to tell people every time, oh, I drew this kind of card? It it seemed really odd to me because then you're tipping your hand as to what you have. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't, like I every didn't time quite get we that. Drew cards, Dad was like, Did you get a modifier card? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should look maybe I should Google that too and yeah. see. Because it just seems very strange that that you'd have to ask other people every time, what'd you draw, what'd you draw, what'd you draw? You know, and, and it's not like you're asking for the exact card, it's just the type of card. But even that, you know, it's letting people know that you have something. So, it, I don't know, it, it mm-hmm. just seems like a strange rule to me, but oh well. Okay, well, did you guys like the game? Overall, I think the game is pretty good. Besides all the stuff that we talked about earlier, with like, the problems... I I think it would be really fun for a bunch of people. Yeah, I think... Now, of course, these are our initial reactions. Again, we only played it twice. (laughs) But yeah, I think it's a fun game. I definitely want to play it again now that we sort of know the rules and have an idea of how to play it. I like the art. The art on the cards is is really cool. Yeah, I think they did a good job on that. And I think with all the hero cards, I like how they're almost all the same species. Yeah, it's very. It looks like a uh, like a graphic novel or sort of semi anime art in a way. How would you describe it, Linnea? It's very cute. <laughs> it does look like something that would be in a graphic novel with 
all the bright colors and each class has a different color scheme. When I first saw the game in this store, like I thought that it was more like we all work together as a team and we were a party working to fight bad guys. But I didn't realize that it was all of us fighting against each other. <laughs> yeah, I like games where you and everybody else work together. So I was kind of sad that it was all of us fighting because I was like, oh, I wanted to be in a party with people. But that's okay. It's still fun. <laughs> so you're more into cooperative games. Yeah, and me too. Are, okay. This game, you're kind of out for yourself and you're you're trying to screw over your neighbor, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would have liked it better if we could all work together. But it's still fun. Um, I know you're talking about you want to have your friends play it. Do you think they'd like it? Yeah. And yeah, in our science class, we just have this group of kids and like we always finish the work early. And so like when we first come in during passing time or if we finish work early, we just play card games or board games or anything. And your teacher's okay with this, huh? Yeah. As long as we're getting the work done, I guess. <laughs> like she's never said anything. Like, I was I was getting cotton braided into my hair at one point in that class, and the teacher just walked up and said, are we doing the work? And we were like, yep. And she was just, okay. <laughs> you can do whatever you want after getting work done. Okay, there we go. Our initial reactions to Here to Slay. I keep wanting to call it Born to Slay, but it's Here to Slay. <laughs> Born to Slay. <laughs> so how would you rate this game 1 to 10? What do you think? Uh, well, I've only played it a few times, so it'd be kind of unfair to give it a ranking now. But my thoughts of it right now are probably like a 7 or 8 out of 10. 7.5. Yeah, I think I'll give it... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a 7.5. It's fun. I it would be it. higher for me if it stated more things clearly. <laughs> yeah, and the rules. Well, there we go. That is our quick reaction to a new game called Here to Slay. Okay, now it's time for fortune cookies. What's with these ads we've been getting on our fortune cookies lately? <laughs> the back of mine bad. says FTX. Mine says FTX too. wonder what that is. All right, anyway, uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Mine says, you're just getting started. That's all? Yeah, it just says, you're just getting started. Well, you're relatively young, so I guess so. <laughs> it's like mad at me. Mine says, good thoughts come from the heart. Aw. Mine is <laughs> being mean to me, and Dad is... Dad gets something nice and cheesy. Why do savings accounts always generate such low interest? That makes no sense. Oh, yours is a pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a pun I've fortune. never gotten a pun before. Why? <laughs> You're giving us the most weirdest fortunes. Well, that wraps up this episode of Lunchbox Reaction. You can find us on the web at lunchboxreaction.net or find us on Twitter at lunchboxreaction, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah you can. So, yeah, thanks to my co-host, Evan. I'm Evan. And Brian. So long, everyone. And me. <laughs> we'll see you next week at the lunch table. Bye. Bye. <laughs>